The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All-Hit Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to find out what the programming available is on the Exxon Broadcast Network, 24-7-365, and of course, that's with our compliments, just go to www.xzbn.net. My guest this hour, Exonation, is Medium J. She is a radiantly outgoing person who absolutely loves life and everything that goes with it. She has an incredible ability to see spirit around her. Uh, people call her tattletailers. I don't know why they do that. She's such a nice lady. I've had the opportunity of speaking to her briefly before we went on air. They, the spirits, are your loved ones who essentially never really go far away uh, even after they cross over. This is a quote. I love my connection to the other side, she claims. My mother always told me that things happened for a reason, but couldn't tell me why they did. So I simply started trusting myself with that. It was I felt, sensed, and heard. The rest is history. Joining me now is Medium J. And Medium J, welcome to the Exxon. Hi, how you doing, Rob? I'm doing I'm doing great. Thanks very much for joining us tonight. And uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself and and what what happened on your trip, your quest from being that little girl to the time you are now as a, a very well-known and respected medium. Well, you know, I had such a great experience when I was younger, but what happened with me basically is I had a near-death experience, um, you know, when I was close to four years old. And, you know, at the time, I really didn't know what happened to me. All I knew is that I had a lot of pain. Mm. You know, I had, uh, you know, I had some injuries that I had to deal with. And uh, I was out of commission for a few weeks. Um, and, you know, when I get home from the hospital, I started um, noticing little things that I hadn't really noticed before, but you know, you're young, right? So I just, you know, you're just maturing, whatever, but I had an understanding of humans and, and at a deeper level than I really should. And I didn't understand that. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, you know, I always, um, you know, with my parents and everything else, you know, and after they discovered that I had this, this gift and after we went through my entire story, 
what brought me here today was actually my mother's death. And it's funny because you know, my, I was lucky because my mother was a practicing psychic between 1961 and 1983. And she taught me a lot of things and she taught me especially to trust my senses and you know when you were talking about the tattletales it's actually you know spirit that tattletales because I'm able to tell people what they've done very privately things that they've eaten or things that they've done little fits that they've taken when then they're when they're by themselves right and they wonder how I know that but I always say that I have tattletales from the (laughs) other side but what brings me here today and it's funny because I never thought in a million years I was going to do anything like this. And the thing is, my mother's passing really taught me that you're here, you know, uh, really come here with nothing. You pretty well leave with the same thing. And that really you have to pursue your passion and be happy for what you are, what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And made me realize that my 20 some odd year job in government service was really not where I wanted to be. You know, and I had hidden my gifts most of my life because growing up, it was okay for my mom to do stuff because she had tea leaves, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't okay for me because I didn't have anything like that. And so my father really um, shunned me from it and actually he scared me from it because he told me that people would think I'm crazy. I had quite an experience when I was nine and uh, he, he, I realize now that he did it to protect me. But when you're younger, you don't realize those things, you know, so yeah. Yeah. But um, so here I am today. It's funny. I quit my job back in 2010 and I quickly uh, gained, uh, you know, uh, great, you know, following. And um, I was fortunate enough to, you know, to expand my career at a very high level. So I'm kind of excited about my life and and the messages that I have for people. So I'm kind of happy to be doing what I'm doing. Let me ask you this. Is it possible that since your mother was a very talented psychic medium like yourself, that this ability was passed down to you by her DNA by your very genetics. I believe that, you know, Rob, because I, I she always told me that she felt that I had always been like this, but that, you know, the near drowning that I had mm-hmm. was a kick in the pants to kind of make me realize that I am a little bit different because, you know, I mean, I fell off quite a big embankment uh, sitting on a tricycle and uh, my brother and I were were playing evil Knievel stuff and we were going down this hill and he had my cousin Norm's bike, which was much bigger than my cousin Carol's bike. And Carol was a little bit younger than me. So when I was riding that bike, my knees were hitting the handlebars. So my brother told me to stick my feet out. And that wasn't such a great idea, especially going downhill. And uh, I didn't make the corner he made. I I tumbled off the embankment and fell into the lake below. So I was really lucky, actually, that uh, I didn't fall into my uncle's airplane. Um, But the thing is, I I fell in about three and a half feet of water. So the thing is, um, I think that that kind of changed who I was and made me, even at that young age, made me realize that I was a little bit different Mm -hmm. than other people. I always kind of knew that. Maybe you can, uh, we we can start by saying, well, what is the difference in a psychic and a medium? 
Well, there's a huge difference. And actually, I've vlogged about these subjects because I have so many people coming to see me, let's say, just for a psychic reading. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, I kind of tell people what I hear, see, sense, smell. So those are called clair senses. And clair, C-L-A-I-R, which means clair in French, clear. So clair senses or clairvoyance, um, the ability to, you know, to reach into another vibrational frequency and visually perceive within the mind's eye something existing in that realm so clairvoyance is someone who receives you know these kind of extrasensory impressions mm -hmm. and you know it sort of like forms an inner sight mental images and you know from there you know they see these things now some clairvoyances or as they see psychics either see the present the past or the future or some have the ability to just have a really clear sense and they'll be able to tell you all kinds of things. Um, I'm a psychic medium, so I have the um, clairsensitive clairvoyance, but I have a really strong clairaudience and clairsentient sense to me. So clairaudience is clair, like clear audio hearing, you know, right. perceiving sounds or words, even extrasensory noises mm -hmm. from sources broadcast, you know, some people even from other realms. And some people can kind of form that inner ear or mental tone, and they kind of interpret these tones. And it's interesting with me, it's like, it's like I hear a really quick story in my head, or I just know it, you know. And so um, mediums mostly work with clairvoyance and clairaudience. Most mediums um, are always psychics. Psychics are not always mediums. Sometimes they'll know spirits there, but they don't know what the heck it wants, you know. Then there's clairsentience. Clairsentience is just like a clear sensation, a clear feeling. And it's perceiving information and, you know, feeling within the whole body or the whole, like, the whole, like you're just feeling all of that or you just know stuff. It's like a clear empathy. You just, you just know things and you don't know why you know them, but you know them, you know. Has there ever been a time since you started doing your, your work as a medium psychic that you regret having this gift? Well, you know what? I'm going to tell you, Rob, I, I never really felt that I had a gift. My mother always said that gift was, you know, and it's not to get religious or anything, but she always referred to it as God's influence flows right. through, you know. But with me, I think, um, I think this is just really a natural ability for me. It's something that's inbred it's not something that you can practice or know like it's funny i had a manager who was a very well uh, known country music award winner and he managed me for a bit he's actually a cousin of mine and he said you know jay he says i don't know how you do it he says i can go out in nashville i can go out and do a concert and i know the set like the back of my hand i know every single song in mm -hmm. my sleep and he says but you go out there not even knowing who's sitting in there, who bought tickets at the door, anything. And he goes, you just put yourself out there. But you know what? It's just there. And that's the thing. I think that, you know, some people say, well, how do you turn that off? You can't. It's like asking you to go blind for five minutes. You can't do that unless, right. you know, there's a physical reason or a medical reason. Hey, Jay, I, you and I have to take our first break. Please stand by. Exonation Medium Jay is our special guest. Her website is www.mediumjaylane.com. That's mediumjaylane.com. That's J-A-Y-L-A-N-E.com. 
And uh, Medium J and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone radio show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone broadcast network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. Gwilda Wiak's latest book, The Science of Magic, Book of Mysteries, Volume 1, is the first book in a series based on her writings that open every episode of the Science of Magic radio show. Drawing on the subject matter of each guest, and armed with over 40 years' experience in shamanism, 35 years in alternative health, and degrees in psychology and religious studies, Gwilda introduces relevant and leading-edge information that supports spiritual evolution and personal empowerment. Rich with wisdom and inspirational quotes packaged in digestible segments, this is a book that will pull you from cover to cover. It will also serve as a daily inspirational reading for years to come. The Science of Magic Book of Mysteries, Volume 1, is available at our website, tsompublications.com, amazon.com, and wherever fine books are sold. Back in Victorian England, a famous theologian posed a perplexing riddle. Why are the two top personalities in the Bible tagged with the numbers 7 and 11? Academics agree the answer is found in the stunning discovery of a hitherto secret Bible structure explained in a new book called The Genesis Grid. The discovery is so simple that preschool children could illustrate it. Certain claims are hugely controversial and may offend some, but at the X-Zone, we've studied this awesome new book and agree with one expert, and I quote, These discoveries appear to be beyond coincidence. So who or what hid this wonderful pattern in the Bible, and what might they do next? Find out more, X-Zone Nation, and read reviews on www.genesisgrid.co.uk. That's www.genesisgrid.co.uk. Exonation to Medium J is our special guest of this hour. And if you'd like to contact Medium J for a one-on-one consultation, just go to www.mediumjlane.com. And don't forget, that's Medium, J-A-Y-L-A-N-E.com. Jay, where do we come from? I, I mean, where do our souls come from? I believe that before we come here, 
we come from another consciousness Mm -hmm. and we don't have an awareness of that consciousness because if we did we'd all want to be there we wouldn't want to be here at all and i believe that you know we choose other souls and and souls you know i refer them to them as souls but those are energies that are not human yet okay it's before we come here i call that the before life but before we come here we choose souls and we choose groups of different souls, good ones. And soulmates could be yay and they could be nay. You know, I mean, we're here to learn lessons, sure. right? Yep. And everybody's heard that big rumor. Two things, you know, I'm here to learn lessons. And people, I'll say, what, what's your lesson? They'll say, oh, I don't know, but I know I'm here to learn lessons. But where we come from is a different consciousness altogether. And, you know, we decide to come here to this earthly plane. And it's kind of, and I explain this to people, like a school for souls is exactly what it is. They come here to learn emotionally, physically, and mentally Mm -hmm. what it is that they want and what it is that they don't want so that they could progress to a, let's say, a higher level once they go back, you know, to their original state. So after we've come here and then gone back to the other side. But I believe that we come from a totally different consciousness. And a consciousness doesn't have body. It doesn't have an ego like a human does. Because that's how we learn. Egotistically speaking, we're human. We learn through emotions. We learn through insults, joy, happiness, anger. We learn what we want, what we don't want. You know, and through suffering or happiness. But the thing is, you know, that soul um, comes from this different you know, they call it the universe or, or out there. But I believe that we're all very connected energy-wise and that we separate ourselves to come here. And then once we go back, we just grow to a higher level. But it's interesting, you know, it, it really falls in as to why we're here, which is, you know, the reason why we're here basically is to learn these lessons so that we can graduate to that higher plane, you know? So so how long do we stay here? Do we stay here? For example, if you don't get it this lifetime, do you come back here and then do you stay here until you, you get it and then you go? You know, I used to think that, and yeah. I used to think that the soul would repeat its life, you know, reincarnate. I call it recycling, you know, <laughs> um, to keep up with the times. But at the end of the day, I think that every soul has a different, uh, let's say, lesson to learn and a different goal. And I believe that every time the soul comes back, it picks a little bit harder of a lesson. And, you know, I tell people, you've picked your lessons, and they go, well, what do you mean? And, you know, I'll see people who are, let's say, been very physically abused by a spouse, let's say. And I said, that person was a perfect soulmate for you, perfect teacher. And they're like, what do you mean? That's terrible that you're saying that. I said, no. Like, I mean, you're going to go through it. You did go through it. But at the end of the day, are you ever going to go through that again? And they say, well, no, because I've learned I don't want that. And exactly that person made an agreement with you before you came here to teach you what you want, what you don't want. These are very loving agreements. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And so it's interesting that you ask that. But the thing is, they do, um, 
you know, there's not really a time frame for it. I would say that, um, you know, every soul, the soul, if I recycled back in, let's say I could choose, you know, different type of lesson every single time. It doesn't have to be the same lesson. The thing is, if I would have chosen, let's say, a partner that was very abusive, my lesson may have been to let go of that relationship so that I can help other people, you know, along on their path. Mm -hmm. And so everything happens for a reason. I mean, that's why we have so many advocates, because they've been through so many terrible experiences. They want to help others. And that's changing the negative to the positive. And it's sort of like breaking that mold so that you know that your children and their children are not going to follow the same abusive patterns, let's say, you know. So how does a person know if they're on the right path or not? Sometimes we don't. A lot of people feel fear. And, you know, we're creators. I don't care what anyone says, but, you know, if we were created in his image mm-hmm. and whatever it is, because I've heard that yeah. before, you know, or her image. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that makes me human, I would think, because if I'm in that person's mm-hmm. image. But it also makes me a creator. That's right. Yeah. So the thing is, I create, and if I don't create children, I'm going to create what it is that I think or Mm -hmm. what I imagine because this is my consciousness. There's different levels of consciousness that goes along with all of this. Remember I told you we come from a different consciousness altogether, which is the other side. Okay. But the thing is, in that form, you don't have anything. But when you come here, you have a physical body. When you leave, you no longer have one. Um, But the thing is, I don't know, I guess, how to explain that, but um, how did, what was your question again? I was trying to go on to this one. I'm looking at the list here, but how the, uh, the soul basically, when it comes back here, it learns what it wants, what it doesn't want through these emotions. So it's very, very hard sometimes for a person okay. um, to accept those types of things. When I tell people that they've chosen that path mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, in a different consciousness, they chose this. They go, are you crazy? <laughs> but the thing is, at the end of the day, they don't have that human ego on the other side. So before we come here... We don't. We make loving agreements between those souls to go through those things. So when we die and we meet, let's say, all of these people, because you know we've created children, we've created creators, right? Once we go back to the other side, we'll have a complete understanding of what our life lesson was. But you don't bring that human ego back with you, so you don't really care about the terrible things you've been through. It's like being in a totally different consciousness. What happens to a soul who commits suicide? That is a little bit different. Most um, most people that die is an instant body to soul transformation. And the thing is, you know, when you're when you die, it, it it doesn't take twenty minutes to get there. It's instant. And the thing is, some people, some souls don't know that they've died. So, for instance, if I'm walking down the highway and I get hit from a truck by a truck from behind, I I had no clue because I had, you know, maybe my earmuffs on, you know, all of a sudden I'm going to go, where the heck am I? So some of those souls stay grounded. And it's not a bad thing. It's just that, you know, while they're grounded, they still have a little bit of that human ego. They haven't crossed through the light yet. And the thing is, they have no awareness of where they are. Some of them think they're stuck in a dream or they don't know why they can't get out. 
Um, but those usually cross in a very short time. I'd say two to three, let's say, human days if you had to measure it in human time. Um, but those who commit suicide have broken a contractual agreement. So and I believe that some people don't. But the reason I believe that is because of my own experiences with, you know, very, uh, per, very, you know, difficult situation that happened in my own family. And I experienced it differently. But a suicide, what happens is, if I was supposed to be married to somebody, and I was supposed to have three children, and I was supposed to learn all about sex, drugs and rock and roll, you know, patience, tough love, that kind of thing with right. one of the kids. But one day, you know, um, I'm, I'm driving by and I see, you know, um, you know, I see my husband hugging, you know, some woman or something. You know what I mean? You know, I, I and I go home and I, I bail out of my agreement. I commit suicide. Well, I was supposed to have three kids with that person. I was supposed to go through all of these life lessons. We chose that before we came here. But the thing is, I bailed out. So the person left behind didn't have the three kids, didn't, you know, go through the sex, drugs and rock and roll and learn the patience and the tough love. Let and me, maybe that's let what me, was supposed to happen. Let me, ask, let me ask you this. Is it possible that the suicide was part of the plan? I don't believe that at all. I don't believe it's on the how-to list of dying at all. I don't. It's a broken agreement. We usually have five exits to our lifetime. And the thing is, I believe I've had a couple already that I haven't taken. And some people take them because they know that they're going to have too much damage or they know that the other person's going to suffer too much by watching them suffer. So they may decide to leave really quickly. But it's a very quick thought process. Trust me, you don't, it just, it just happens. And, and the thing is, I believe that, you know, I had another accident where I thought for sure I was going to die. And I thought, oh my God, is this it? Like, I can't believe it. And I actually had that thought process in my head. Like it was more of a shock. But the thing is with suicides, um, I believe it's that broken agreement. They stay grounded because they have to step in the shoes of those that they've affected, you know? And so they have to learn, you know, that they've broken this agreement. Once they've accepted that, some of them won't accept the light. Like they don't want to accept living here. Yeah. And so if they don't accept the light, they'll stay grounded, which means that they still have human emotions, but they're stuck in between realms. It's a really terrible place to be. So when you hear of hauntings and grounded spirits, that's what that means. And it's usually suicides or people that, you know, had traumatic passings or very violent sometimes passings things um sometimes you have to send them through you know uh, all right, stand by. We've got to take our break at the bottom of the hour for the news Exxon Nation our guest this hour is Medium J. And if you'd like to contact Medium J for a one-on-one -on -one consultation, her website is www.mediumjlane.com. That's www.mediumjlane.com. And we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as the Exxon continues from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget, this week on Friday at one minute past midnight, that's Thursday going into Friday, Eastern, the new edition of the X Chronicles will be released online at www.xchroniclesnewspaper.com. Don't go away.
broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond. You're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. The scientist and the mystic have been on an age-old relentless search with one thing in common. They seek truth. Their paths converge in the 40,000-year-old practice of shamanism, an ancient science delving to the quantum level of life, facilitating healing, manifestation, and evolution. I'm Gwilda Wiecka the founder and director of Path Home Shamanic Arts School, a unique Colorado State certified occupational school, training shamanic practitioners and teachers. We also provide classes for empowering personal lives through shamanism. Our certification classes are in week-long segments, enabling international participation, and online classes and long-distance shamanic healing sessions are available. Come discover the science of magic in the limitless world of shamanism. www.findyourpathhome.com Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365 Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God, and finally, After the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. If you'd like to find out all about the programming we have available for you on the Exxon Broadcast Network, visit www.xzbn.net. We're the programming 24-7-365 is with our compliments. That's www.xzbn.net. Let me just get back to the suicide for a second here. Um, 
we're learning more and more that mental illness plays a big part in the majority of suicides that we that we learn about and mm-hmm. we're learning more as as time goes on more money is being spent into the into mental health more research more science uh, scientific advancements and so on so learning that suicide is an illness caused by i i mean that mental mental illness is an illness and if the person commits suicide because of mental illness does that make a difference in how they go to where they go and how they go yes I believe so, because some people will sometimes take an accidental overdose. You know what I mean? And or or and and that happens quite often. Actually, a lot of people are told and I get this experience quite often where I have a client and they say, well, the police said that this was an overdose, like a suicide. And um, and. You know, sometimes I, 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 I think, oh, my goodness, because I don't get that sense. But, I mean, I'm not always right as well. I mean, things I mean, we're all human, right? But at the end of the day, the way I, I get the sense about that is when someone breaks that contract, whether they're ill or not, this is what you're going through. The thing is your life path and these illnesses, sometimes we don't help ourselves to get out of it or we you know, we carry the fear. And so we let, you know, unfortunately, all these emotions overtake us. And I feel so bad, you know, for people that do have mental illnesses, because it's a very and and especially depression, because it's very, very rampant in our communities in our country. And more and more people suffer so much from it, because it's a tough life out there. And there's a lot of pressure. I believe that when someone takes their life, they still have to go through that, you know, being grounded, but they're most likely to be saved or to be taken through to the other side by other spirits. And the thing is, you know, a lot of these, and even though they are, you know, ill or committed suicide due to deep depression or medications or whatever the case may be, um, some of them still won't accept the light. You know, I've encountered spirits that have been grounded for years, and it's because they still feel um, that they still should be depressed and that that's what they deserve and oh i didn't go through the light so i guess this is what i deserve is this life of misery and they'll refuse to go through and so i do believe that it really depends on the life contract the you know all of the i guess um things that you were supposed to go through and learn because there's a life review once you go through to the other side it's like the slides of life remember going through the light and seeing all of these different stages of my life through these slides but the thing is the suicide doesn't quite have the same thing it's still grounded just the same as you know a traumatic death or a murder or somebody that was hit from that transport from behind they're sort of like whoa what the heck just happened so they stay in that realm it's sort of like don't go past go just yet what the heck happened and so they won't accept the light either they're going okay is this a dream or what the heck's happening you know so that's kind of like the way I look at it or the way I feel about it after doing so many readings for so many years, you know, it's been basically my experience with the souls. Prior to coming on air, you and I were chatting and you mentioned the pathos. I was wondering if you could tell us more about that. 
Oh, I was with Patheos for a bit. Patheos, and now right. I'm going to be uh, actually I'm going to be a contributor for them. But I was really excited about Patheos. I and actually my vlog is still there. It's called Just Ask Jay. And I started Just Ask Jay vlog because I used to get hundreds of questions every single week about, you know, where do I go when I die? Or do souls have emotions or feelings? Or, you know, I dreamt of my father. Is that him? Like, is that a visitor? Mm-hmm. So I started doing all of these videos because they're like little info videos, you know? And I started making a library and and kind of cataloging them. But I was their second vlogger. Actually, their first vlogger was Mark Nikos, who's Oprah's guru, spiritual guru, and he's amazing. I just love him. Um, But I was kind of excited to be vlogging for them. But I got so very busy with my touring schedule that I pulled back for a while. I'm going to be doing some contributions for them. But once I'm done my, uh, my touring, then I'm going to be more likely to go back to Patheos. I'm kind of excited about it and I love love their platform and Mm -hmm. they have uh, actually it's quite a large network. I mean there's everything from atheism to uh, Buddhism The entire spectrum. Everything. Okay listen let me ask you this. Why do you think so many people in the 20th 21st century are so interested in, in death? And how do we know who's telling us the truth and who's just making it up as they go along? No, I know, and isn't that interesting? But, you know, a lot of people want to know where they're going after they die. And there's so many movies about that. You know, there was one, I think, with Robert Redford or something. And, and you know, about, you know, if you committed suicide, you know, yet and everybody started committing suicide or something in this movie. I forget which one it is. But there is a huge interest because I think, you know, and I hate to say this, but certain, you know, certain things either don't make sense in today's society or we're just kind of conforming to what it is people want to know because people are starting to realize that they have other senses and that they do have these, as we call them, gifts. I just think they're just really natural abilities. We have so many different types of people and so many I've seen so many different gifts in my life and people tell me stuff that blew my mind but the thing is at the end of the day i think people are just more aware in the society they're more aware that there's something bigger than just this there's got to be we're just too intellectual we've evolved too quickly when you look at things we now know that there's ufos out there and alien life there's got to be i mean we're not we're not alone but if there's alien life out there how come there's no proof I don't know why there's no proof. I've seen I've seen all kinds of little things that I think are interesting. And I've I've experienced some different things myself, but I don't know. It's just like are ants aliens? Are you know bats aliens? We don't know that. Alien just means unknown or right. foreign. Right, but the thing is, we're not alone. Definitely not. And uh, there's could too many different. Could it be Pardon part me? of the? Could it be part of the human ego? To be unable to accept in a lot of cases that life has to go on because there has to be more instead of just being realistic and saying, well, this is it. You're here for a good time, not for a long time. I think being realistic is just sort of like accepting, you know, a non-belief system. I don't know. I think, you know, I think people know that there's something else. I mean, even with my near-death experience, the things that I experience are almost... Um, my mother said, like, how do you know that? I, I knew, um, and my grandfather died in 1952. He fell off a building off the third floor of a, a building and he cracked his head open and they 
had trouble with the swelling around the brain and they were getting infection in there. So they shipped him from Northern Ontario to Toronto. And when he was in Toronto, he died on the operating table. So they, at the time, back in 1952, they had telexed my mother Mm -hmm. and father to go pick up my grandfather at the train station. But they forgot to mention somewhere along the line that he had passed away on the operating table. So when my mom and my aunt and my dad, my uncle and the kids went to the train station to see grandpa you know they thought that they were picking up as someone that was sick and so everybody and they didn't have sitters back then so they carted the kids everywhere and when they got there the train conductor told my father who are you looking for so when he showed him the letter he goes oh my and he goes what's wrong he goes come with me and he took him to the back of the train and showed him the coffin like just a wooden box i guess yeah. with my grandfather in it and my grandfather had died but I knew that when I told her that she cried because uh, my grandfather had come home on the train and, and made my mom cry, she knew right away that something was askew, <laughs> you know, because I mean, I nobody ever told me that he died eight years before I had my near death. But that's who came to get me, you know, so I don't know. Is that my imagination? Is that like, what is that? And every time someone tries to talk me out of that. I say, no, you know what, it's too clear to me. And there's no way I could have known about that story. Nobody ever told me I was only three and a half years old. I wouldn't even have an understanding of it, you know. So, yeah. And so that's what I said. I said, when when your daddy came home, you cried because you saw him on the train and you cried. And that's exactly what she said. She says, I saw the pine box and went into shock. And it was unfortunate. My mother was pregnant at the time. And I think that caused her to have a miscarriage. So um, she she lost the children as she was pregnant for twins. So but the thing is, it's it's. I don't know. I I think that my dad was like that. My dad was very, you know, there's no other side. That's BS. You know, Mm -hmm. when you die, you go in a hole and you rot there. That's it. The bugs eat you. You're done. And my mother would just like, just say, you know what? You need to believe in more. But I think my parents were my perfect teachers, too, because my dad was always so opposed to it all my life and I've been exposed to like absolutely everything my mother used to talk about everything from hauntings to UFOs to spirits to psychic work from the time I was very young we had clients come in the house from the time I was just a little girl all right uh, Jay stand by you and I have to take our final break Exxon Nation medium Jay Lane is our special guest www.mediumjaylane.com is her website and don't forget Exxon Nation you can always find out who, what, when, where, why of the Exxon Broadcast Network. Our full broadcast schedule is there. All you need to do is go to www.xzbn.net. And we have some great new shows starting in the near future, so keep watching the broadcast schedule. This is Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We'll be back on the other side of this break as we wrap up this hour with Medium J. Lane. Don't go away. One of the world's greatest psychics, Elizabeth Joyce, is now giving readings worldwide via Skype. Elizabeth Joyce is recognized for her clairvoyant ability to help find missing persons, her analysis of dreams, past life regression work, mediumship, and her accurate predictions. 
Elizabeth has been a frequent guest on the Exxon Radio Show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, now for several years. For an appointment with Elizabeth Joyce, call 201-934-8986 or Skype at elizabeth.joyce. And for more information, you can always visit Elizabeth Joyce online at www.new-visions.com. The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Expose Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades, there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love my novel, From Out of the Woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings. Slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, the house fights back. Former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. The apparitions come to him when he touches old books, reads hidden letters, rummages through old boxes, finds a locket or reads a discovered manuscript of a murder mystery. From Out of the Woodwork will take you from 1899 to the horror of the World Trade Center, September 11, 2001. Check out From Out of the Woodwork on my website, www.williamspeckham.com. Welcome back, everyone. Um, season one of the Exxon TV show was available for one and all to see, as well as some other productions that we have done over the years here at the Exxon TV and the X Channel. All you need to do is go to www.xzonetv.com. That's X Z O N E TV.com. Medium J Lane is my special guest. Her website is www.mediumjlane.com. And um, how do you know? Like, how do you help a spirit who is trapped on this side to go to the other side, Jay? Well, there's different ways and different techniques that other people use, and and uh-huh. I've heard of so many. You know, anything from banishing rituals to lighting candles and and different things. But really, to send a spirit over to the other side, anybody really can do that. You don't have to be a psychic or a medium to do it. A lot of people sense energies in their homes or they sense different things around them. And usually, what I tell people, um, you know, is to basically visualize, you know, who. They 
they think is around them because we usually you know feel things we sort of like build a personality to our spirits or we imagine how they would look or if we felt a name or something around them so we usually give them a personality and the thing is i usually tell people to just simply close their eyes and talk to that spirit even if inside their head because mm-hmm. they're in a different consciousness altogether and i just tell them to let them know that they've passed away and that they don't realize that they're still you know grounded here and that to realize that they definitely have no more life to them and that they really need to go towards the light or they really need to go towards the energy that's drawing them and not to be afraid of it because spirits that are grounded have egos and they still have human type of emotions so they can experience fear and it's like being stuck in a kind of bad dream you can't get out of it you know what i mean and so that's what i usually tell people to do some people i'll get them to visual like visualize a white light if they can't do that uh, you can use a white candle and you can you know light a candle in their honor ask them to walk towards the white light and once you see them walk through that door you just close the door and you make sure it's sealed and the thing is you know people can can do that very simply the thing is sometimes that doesn't work you have to get a little nastier so that's when you start using uh, you know smudge or sage, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of put more positive energy into your area to rid yourself of spirits that are grounded. Because some of them can be like kind of energy draining. Or, you know, you walk into a room, you ever walk into a room where you're thinking, oh my God, did somebody die in here? Yeah. <laughs> you know, or, oh my God, did something terrible ever happen here? Like, and you'll get that feeling, and that's like that residual energy that's there. And when they're grounded, they will take up your energy and they'll make you feel like some people feel nauseous or some people mm-hmm. feel depressed. Some people even want to cry, wow. you know, or just want to leave, or some people just can't control their emotions so smudging is always good um there's different ways of smudging of course and you can use like cedar uh some i I prefer uh using sage with lavender and i also use um you know for nastier types of energies or really heavy type of energies or ones that really don't want to go away i use palo santo wood and that's from the cypress trees in i believe um i believe Peru, I think, um, in South America somewhere anyways, but it's it's a, from Cypress Street. It has a really amazing scent to it. It's a very hard wood, but it's a beautiful, they call it the holy wood, but it really banishes like negative energy, but it really, and, and it promotes good luck actually, but it gets rid of evil. And I kind of like that. And especially for someone that's really not experienced with that kind of stuff. And if they've been playing with Ouija boards and stuff like that, they can also attract like kind of other things you know so i always tell them like don't do that you know don't play with those things a ouija board on its own is not a big deal but you don't want to open the doors to anything you want to kind of get rid of that stuff so what you want to do is you would just cleanse your energy around some people use rituals with holy water and it doesn't have to be like from a church people can actually bless their own salts or water they can they can do that there's actual ways of doing it you can research on the internet but there's so many different ways you know you can call upon archangel michael um there's just so many different belief systems out there but what works for me the most is basically talking them through if they're just kind of stuck or if they're a little bit nastier smudging and sometimes you got to do it more than once you know you got to reclaim your space and tell them to get out 
With the years that you've been doing uh, your psychic medium work, what has been the most rewarding, most rewarding thing that you have done to help a person in their life? I, you know what? I think the most rewarding thing that I did, and and I've done a lot of things that I feel so blessed about, but I just recently did a huge fundraiser uh, for Health Sciences North Ronald McDonald Charities of Toronto here in Northeastern Ontario. And I was just so honored that they let me sponsor um, an event and I gave every single dime there. And it just made me feel good because it made me feel that I'm not just helping people with closure, but I'm also helping, you know, our, our children who are sick, you know, have a little bit more, you know, their parents have a little bit more, I guess, um, you know, just feel a little bit more relief around some of their expenses and different things. So that was really, really quite rewarding for me and I felt just so great about doing it you know so I gotta say that's probably okay. my number one for that um, now now let me ask you let me ask you this when it comes to the different philosophies that are out there all right you 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 know you were mentioning spirits then you mentioned Archangel Michael mm-hmm. how, do, how, how do how, wait a second yeah. hold on here hold on here hold on here take a breath how do people manipulate or handle both the new age spirituality that basically conflicts with established religious philosophy and then still use guardian angel names in something that is not recognized by religion. Exactly. And when I was talking about the different types of banishing rituals, some people will use that. And in the modern age, people like Doreen Virtue that have like different types of, you know, tarot card decks with angels and use these types of thing. A lot of people find healing from that and they feel that those um, angels help them. With me, um, I don't believe... I believe that angels are not for humans. I, in a sense, they are, but I think they were, you know, a higher purpose. There's different phylums of angels and different things like that. But my belief is simply in consciousness. A lot of people call me a medium and they say, okay, you speak to the dead, but I don't think that I speak to the dead. What I think I do is I connect with consciousness that not a lot of people can you know, and I think that's different, but you can kill off a body, but you can never kill off an energy, you can't kill off a soul or whatever you want to call it, but you're absolutely right, a lot of people do mix in um, these, this religious type of, uh, you know, idealism to their mediumship work or to their psychic work even, but um, I kind of got away from that, when I first started, I didn't know how to class myself really, because you know, what, what do I call myself? People say, well, you're psychic medium. So that's what I went with because that's what I got the reputation as. But the thing is with me, I always just said I can just connect with these energies that are in a different consciousness. That's what I do. And so, you know, so I don't tie religion to what I do. Okay. Necessarily. How, much yeah. of, how much of the new age, and I'm talking about uh, spiritual, new age spiritualism, psychic, mediumship, um, and anything that uses a a point or practice of divination, how much of that is actually a placebo effect? I'm 
not sure. Uh, you know, the thing is, I, I don't really, you know, a lot of people say, what do you study? What courses have you taken? How have you, how have you developed your skill? I've never done anything like that. What do you read and what do you believe in? Honestly, I just, I am who I am. I can just tell people what I hear, what I see, what I sense, what I see. Right, what right. I but smell. what I'm getting at, what well, I'm getting at is, is when you're in, when you've got somebody in front of you or on the telephone or Skyping, yeah. And 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 you start giving them what you perceive, you know, that your visions, your clear audience, your clear sentient or, or yeah. whatever. How much of what you tell them is being looked at, uh, you know, like like you said, not everybody's perfect, not everybody's right all the time. That's true. So how much of this when you're ta- when when any psychic or any medium is talking to somebody they're doing a reading for is actual fact or per, or is it more of a placebo effect where somebody is actually getting somebody to listen to them and actually give them giving them feedback i just kind of think that mm-hmm. i'm not too sure on how to answer that like when i'm talking to someone i give them such specific details i don't know like where I get the time of death right. from or it's like any of these things. So, but when they tell me, Oh my God, that's the time my dad died or that's, you know, the thing is, I, I don't know if that's a placebo effect or not. I ha- I have no clue. You know what I'm saying? All I know is that when someone sits in front of you, it's up to them to have up to certain belief system. And some people expect quite a bit when you're sitting in front of you. Trust me, they want, you know, they want you to know everything. Sure. But the thing is, I think that when you're giving them stuff that's like totally off the mark and that has nothing to do with like your general type of stuff, I think it really changes a person. And when they understand about death and where they're going, I think it just makes life a little bit easier to live. All right, Medium J-Lane, you and I have to say so long for now. And Exonation, if you'd like to find out more about Medium J-Lane, her website is www.mediumjlane.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com.
Are you or is someone you know struggling with addictions, depression, anxiety, relationships, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, grief, success, and prosperity? Do you know that your subconscious belief plays a big role in the outcome of your hard work? We can help you permanently change the beliefs that may be the reason for your struggles and failures. We care about getting you the return on your investment and the results you are looking for. We can help you be free of the limitations of your past and in realizing your highest potential. We work with people by phone and Skype. For more information, visit us at www.ritasoman.com. That's www.ritasoman.com. Do you think you have energy problems in your home? Do you feel better when you're away than when you're home? Joey Korn is a global leader in the world of dowsing who specializes in personal energy clearing and space clearing. He can help you create an ideal energy environment in your home no matter where you live in the world. Learn about his remote spiritual house cleaning services and much more at www.dowsers.com. You can get Joey's book, Dowsing, A Path to Enlightenment, as well as other dowsing books and tools, Kabbalah books, and Walter Russell books. Joey's work is really amazing. Go to dowsers.com right now. That's D-O-W-S-E-R-S dot com or call 1-877-DOWSING. That's 1-877-369-7464.